Thank you for your presence today. God cares for you. Be anxious for nothing. God shall supply all your need. Do not worry about what you will eat, drink, or put on. The promises in these words come from God. If we believe in Him, His word, and His promises, why do we worry? God has everything in control, just as He did yesterday, just as He will tomorrow, and just as He has right now. Listen closely as Pastor Rander encourages us to replace worry with trust. Have your Bible pen and paper handy. And not only are people worried, you even have children and students in school, elementary school, middle school, high school, worried. Things are not panning out right. Look like the harder they try, things are just not working out and they get tense, they get stressed. They're worried about whether they're going to pass this test. They're worried about setbacks. They're worried about bullying. They're worried about all the things that could happen in their lives back and forward. And so, so many kids, uh, they were worried about being a breakup of the boyfriend, girlfriend relationship when they're really at 12 years old. You don't know what love is. You need to learn how to read, write, and count. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now. Parents, don't get excited about your child having a boyfriend or girlfriend at 15 years old. Now, I'm glad they're interested in the opposite sex. That's, that's, it could be worse, you know. You know, it could be worse. So that's a good thing. You want to cultivate opposite sex relationships. That, that's a good thing. But, but tell your children, the best thing you can tell your children, listen to me closely. Look, you have lots of friends. But you don't let one man or one little boy consume all your time, all your energy. You text him back and forth. You email him back and forth. You talk him back and forth. You talk, talk, chat, 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 all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden there's a breakup and then you become suicide. You know, these kids are committing suicide because they broke up with their girlfriend or boyfriend and don't. And I, I, I can't say that I'm on radio and television, but but they don't have a penny in their pocket. Okay. A penny in their pocket. Y'all know where I was going to go. <laughs> Y'all know where I was going to go. You thinking it? <laughs> a penny in their pocket. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's the good way to say that. <laughs> Get your education. Roll up your seat. Parents, if your children are struggling in school, do all, get them a tutor. Get them a, we have a tutorial ministry here. Absolutely free. Free. I wish I had all that when I was a kid. They got all this stuff access, access to resource them. Invest in your child's education. Make sure they know the, fo- the foundation. If they don't know their timetables, they can't do algebra. One thing builds on another. If they don't get that foundation down there, hey, we got, no, 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 we're going to go back. Your summer's, hey, you go, we're going to have one week of fun in summer and you're going to get, you're going to be in school. You going to summer school because I'm not going to let, let cobwebs clog your brain up and you have a setback all the way back to third grade. <laughs> Cultivate your child's relationship with the Lord and then make sure they get a quality education and you get them all the help they need. Stay engaged in their life. Stay in that teacher's face. And don't be taken up for your child. Uh, my child wouldn't do this and my child would. Shut up talking like that. You don't know what your child will do. Matter of fact, you know what you did when you were their age. You wasn't all that. Don't go down there and jump on the teacher. You better get all the facts. 
Those are side notes for whatever that's worth. <laughs> Suicide is an epidemic proportion. People just check themselves out. Check them. Oh, I'm having a problem. I got a headache. Suicide. I'm depressed. Suicide. My mother-in-law. Suicide. We just chase anything. It's a culture of death. It's a culture. Of, this is not a culture of life. It's a culture of death. Number eight. If you seek God first and live righteously before him, he will supply all your needs in his time. And you will not lack any good thing. If you seek God first and live righteously before him, he will supply all your needs. Not all your wants now. Needs. Not wants. Needs in his time, not your time. And you will not lack any good thing. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first a kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Now, we love the added to you. But we forget to seek first. You got to put God first in your life. God has to be on the throne of your life. You forget that. Now you want God to add to you, but you don't want him first in your life. That's, that's the first thing you forget about this scripture. The second thing you forget about this scripture, his righteousness. Having a right standing before God, purity before God, holiness before God. Oh, God, give me things. Give me, give me, give me. God God said, you're not even right with me. You're not walking with me. You're not communing with me. You don't have a relationship with me. But you want me to give me, give me, give me to you. No. No. Seek me first. Live righteously. Then I'll add the things in my time and not on your terms. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Psalms 34.10 says, The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You seeking the Lord God Almighty with all your heart, mind, and soul, you hate what God hates, you love what God loves, let me tell you something, you will lack no good thing God will supply with a job, without a job, with furlough, sequester, whatever it is. Listen, you're going to come through and you're going to come out praising God because he won't let you lack because you're his child and you're in such deep communion and have such a depth of communion with God that he will not let you lack any good things. Psalm 37, 25 says, I have been young, but now I'm old. Some of y'all say, say, and now I'm old. Some of y'all don't want to say that. You can dye your hair. You can cut it all off. You can, you can stretch yourself and get facelift. I don't know why people are getting facelifts and big noses and want to lift their lips. And, so, and you know what? And then that stuff drops and they look ugly. It's nothing like naturalness. That's right. Listen, that's a grace in growing older. That's right. Thank God that you're here to see some gray hair. Thank God that you're full of days. Thank God that you're full of years. And and thank God that you're not an old fool. That's right. You know, some people are old, but they're a fool. You know, thank God that God has given you wisdom and a depth of a walk because of your intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. The psalmist says, I have been young. And I'm going to tell you something, children. Stay young as long as you can. 
Don't be so quick to get all this makeup and don't be so quick to get the good girls in high heels. Boys, don't be so quick to, let me tell you something, dropping seeds, having babies don't make you a man. Dogs can do that. That's animalistic. Our behavior ought not be like dogs. That's right. Why don't y'all say amen? We are his children. And we ought to behave like his children. Look, hold on to your youth as long as you can. That's right. Enjoy the fact that you can go in mama's refrigerator, daddy's refrigerator, flush toilet. You don't have to pay water bill. That's right. All you got to do is do your homework, eat, burp, and go to bed. You ought to be, you kiss your mom and daddy, you hug them as love, love, love them out that door, affirm them, appreciate them. Listen, they put money in your pocket, make sure you have the things in life. You gotta make sure you are in some of the extracurricular activity. They're sacrificing their time, their talent, their treasure for you. You wearing your parents out. They don't have time for your attitude. Get over your attitude. And when they tell you the first time, you say, mama, I heard you. It is good as done. You'll make them faint, by the way. <laughs> I have been young, but now I am. Ain't nothing about young at heart. <laughs> Say nothing about seasons. I am old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, his descendants. Begging bread. God take you and your children. Take care of you and your children too. Thurgood Marshall. Uh, I remember him so many. I remember Thurgood with the first Supreme Court justice. That, that stately old man. I just used to like to just look at that star walk. And um, he was old and sitting. And they were interviewing him one day. And one of the one of the interviewers decided to ask him a question. You know, he said, uh, uh, Mr. Justice. Uh, you got all these ailments, and this is wrong with you, and that's wrong with you, and, and you're having all these problems. What's, what's wrong with you? His answer was so profound. He said, Mr., I am old. <laughs> hey, but I thought, and I just laughed to no end. He said, I am old. And some things come with old age. Now, I know you got a few little willy dillies out there that can jump out of a plane and, and parachute and paraglide and all that stuff. 90 years old, gonna tr- climb Mount Everest and come back. But listen, don't you, don't, don't, don't you try that now. <laughs> don't you try to swim the English Channel on a vitamin C. You better go sit. Listen, you better know, wise is an old person that know your limits. That's why you try to hit that dance floor and you fall on your rear. You can't do it like you used to do it. You go to get your Bible and disciple somebody. <laughs> I once I've been young, but now I'm old. Old, say old. Beautiful to get old. Beautiful. It's, 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 it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Every day is just another day for me to get a little bit older. You know, whenever 
the Lord called me away, and y'all get another pastor, and you get one. And you know what? You get a little little thirty-one year old young man. Don't you know, you ought not be ninety following me. He pastor for two years and he dead. And you got come on now, come on, don't go. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully you'll call a younger man. But you know something? There's a tremendous trade-off when I have 30 years of pastoring and he's stepping into full pulpit for the very first time taking on the challenge. There's a tremendous trade-off. And you'll have to give that person room to grow and room to fail and room enough to be himself in the Lord because there will never be another Randall Earl Draper Sr. He's not supposed to be like me. That's right. Amen. And the older I get, I'm not supposed to be doing everything. I need to be pulling back. So I spend all the time in the word and prayer. My job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's right. You say, and y'all know I love the Lord. And my wife and I have been giving leadership to this church when this church could give us anything. And when they did, it was so little. My wife worked for about 10, 12 years and never made a dime yet because the church couldn't afford it. Y'all listening now. They look at where you are now and sometimes they resent where you are, but they forget where you came from. They don't remember how when we came here to that other little church and we were making $1,600 a month, $400 a week on a family of four, and yet God helped us out. Where to get support lists to help us along the way. People don't remember those guys. They don't even know. They can't even connect with that. They're so busy judging you now, but they don't realize where you've come from. This was a process to get me. You didn't see me when I was in a Lewis and Coca grocery store taking out groceries. You didn't see me when I was at St. Joseph Hospital and my job was, I was a red cap and I was assigned to just sweeping and mopping those stairwells. You didn't see me when I was working at Texas Southern University in the periodical section helping people with research. You didn't see me when I was doing all those things. That was a process. You didn't see me when I was making a dollar sixty an hour when these kids are making way more than that now. And some of y'all, when y'all were working, y'all, you made less than that, the truth be told. But I did it as unto the Lord, and God has brought me here, not because I deserve to be here, but solely by his grace. Amen. Don't expect God. I once was young, but now I'm old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No, it's descendants begging bread. I want to tell you something. Don't expect God to come through on your behalf if you are not living righteously or seeking him first. Oh, God, come through. I need you now. Lord, have mercy. God is saying, shut up. Don't expect me to come through for you if you're not living righteously or seeking me first. Some saints want God's provision without their obedience. And that's what he wants. Obedience will bring his provision. Number nine, be patient and don't allow worry to cause you to react out of fear or be led by your emotions. Be patient and don't allow worry to cause you to react out of fear or be led by your emotions. Refuse to move ahead of God's timing or will 
for your life. There's so much with the furloughs going on, sequester going on, and then more problems down the line, and people doing this and that, and the economy, and stock market, and all these things. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3:11a, He has made everything beautiful in His time. I have never heard anyone in my years of ministry say I regretted waiting on the Lord. Pastor, I waited on the Lord and the Lord deceived me or let me down. I'd never heard that. But I have heard many come to me with tears saying, I wished I would have waited on the Lord. And a whole lot of you are in predicaments financially, marriage wise, and they're all otherwise because you did not wait on the Lord. You got yourself impatient and got yourself in a big mess. Number 10, how do you overcome worry? Realize that God is in control and will sustain and keep you in the midst of adversity. Adversity. Realize that God is in control and he will keep you, sustain you in the midst of adversity. There is no such thing as a storm-free life. Oh, God, help me to preach this. There is no such thing as a storm-free life. Storms come in the form of unemployment, sickness, divorce. Someone say, I don't love you anymore, abandon you, betray you. Storms come in the form of loneliness and depression, betrayal and setbacks. Storms come in, in the form of a late night phone call with tragic news. Storms, storms. Living with someone with an addiction is a storm. Having a close relative incarcerated is a storm. Having a child diagnosed with a serious illness is a storm. Suddenly becoming a primary caregiver for an aging parent is a storm. The death of a, of a spouse, a parent, a child, a sibling, or living in an abusive relationship. Those are all kinds of storms. My friends, you can make it through the night if you stand on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. By the living word of God, I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. When you're in the night, in the midst of, of the storm, don't go to the psychic, don't go to Dr. Phil, don't go to Oprah, don't go, don't go to quacks, go to Dr. Jesus. And you hold on to what God's word says. You might bend, but you won't break. Just get a grip. And the wind blow and the breakers dash and the billows come. But when it's all said and done, you'll find yourself standing. On the promises of God. Let me tell you something. When you take refuge in Christ before a storm, then you'll have safety 
in the midst of the storm. Now, you know what the key word in that is? Is before. Say before. Taking refuge in Christ before the storm will keep you safe in the midst of the storm. Mid-storm, in the middle of the storm, is no time to be caught in confusion and disarray, seeking refuge for yourself and your family. You out there, the hurricane has come. Oh, what am I going to do? You out there, you're blown away. Mid-storm, no refuge for yourself or for your family. Take cover and allow Jesus to be your anchor and allow him to be your refuge. Jesus to be your refuge. Not people. People let you down. People let you down. Don't, don't put your hope in people. You set up for a foe. But I know a God who will never let you down. Let me just close with this. I'm just not going to get through. Let me just close with this and, I, and I'll be done. And that means you got to come back next week. Uh, the scripture says in John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me, not alcohol, in who? Me. Not crack. In me. In me. Not money. In me. Not my boyfriend or girl. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And if you are in the overcomer who is Jesus Christ, you too shall overcome. Finally, but not the least, take comfort in knowing that even at your lowest point in life. How many of you have had some low points? Come on, how many of y'all had some low point? And some of y'all might be a low point right now. Take comfort in knowing that even at your lowest point in life, God is your refuge and his everlasting arms are underneath you. Listen to this. No matter how deep the valley, God's presence is deeper still. And he loves you even when your life hits rock bottom. No matter how low you go. Say, Pastor, you don't know how low I am. Are you, are some of y'all this low? And some of y'all this low? And some of y'all of this low? And some of y'all of this low? And some of y'all said, I'm lower than low. I'm under here. And, and, and you know what he says? I, it doesn't matter how low you get. Whether it's self-inflicted or circumstantial or what, my love and my presence is deeper still. You can't get lower than my love. Y'all to hear that? You can't get lower than my presence. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. When your life hit rock bottom and sometimes it feels like you are under the bottom, Deuteronomy 33, 27a says, the eternal God is your refuge. He's your safe place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Underneath 
when you're down and under, when you can't get any farther than low, be optimistic. You can say, well, I'm low as I can get. The only place I can go is up. (laughs) His love is there. His presence is there. And he will begin to lift you as you look to him, trust him day by day. You begin to stand up. Walk with Jesus. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. All along this tedious journey, I need Jesus to walk with me. And all God's children say it. Amen. Father, we thank you for this message. There's so much in it when people's lives are so filled with worry. Thank you, Lord, that the presence of these who are here today is no accident. You brought everyone here member and visitor alike because they needed to hear this word from the Lord to give them hope and assurance in the midst of calamity, trials, circumstances, and trials. Seem like they just won't go away. Help them to know that doesn't matter how low life, how low things get in their lives, Your love is deeper still, and your presence is even at life's bottom. People of the day, pick them up in their thinking. Pick them up in their hope, their assurance that comes only through you. That they will discover rest in their mind. Jesus' name, and all God's children said. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.